All right, guys. By the way, that video, that content right there is brought to you by Fight Hype. Um, thank you, Fight Hype, for posting that. Uh, that's some new footage of Mike Tyson training for his uh, November fight, November 28th fight against Roy Jones Jr. And again, if this is your first time tuning in. This is the Straight Outta Content Straight Outta Content podcast, episode 15. Episode 15, we are... We are consistent, we are continuing to grind and everything, stuff like that. So if this is your first time tuning in, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Thank you to all my subscribers. By the time this is posted, I will be at 200 subscribers. That's crazy. Um, I'm gonna do a video on how to get your first 200 subscribers. Um, I'm gonna do a video on how to get your first 100 subscribers because your first 100 subscribers really is the key is the key in YouTube because that's what gives you your unique username. So this way people can just search you by youtube.com slash whoever. And whenever you put a link in your, you know, in your Instagram, in your Twitter, in your TikTok, in your Facebook, whenever you put the link, it's it's a lot cleaner whenever you have youtube.com slash and then your name. So, you know, if whatever your name is out there, you want that, you want your uh, your link to be very simple. So I'm gonna do a video for that. But again, please hit that subscribe button because all the people who subscribed from 180 up until now, so about going on 20 people, once I hit 200 subscribers, they will all have a chance to win a PlayStation 5. Like I've stated in many other videos and all my other podcasts, if you subscribe with Straight Outta Content um, and help me get to that 200 mark, and if you help me get to 1,000, so basically anybody who's helped me get to 1,000 or who's helping me in subscribing, you guys will be entered into the opportunity to win a PlayStation 5. I'm buying two of them. When they come out, it looks like November 23rd or November 28th, one of those days, but it looks like that they are definitely coming out with a PlayStation 5. I'm gonna buy two of them, one for the house, one for this TV, one for uh, a lucky subscriber, so make sure you subscribe, and um, another, and I'll buy an Xbox Series X just because I haven't had, I haven't had an Xbox since, Xbox 360, so just kind of been dedicated to PlayStation. I've really missed a lot of good games of Gears of War and Halo. So I'm going to get back into that and we're going to start doing a lot more gaming content on this channel. Um, actually, by the time this posts up, don't forget to go check out all my reaction videos and don't forget to check out Donovan's Domain. Uh, I just set him up with his first reaction video on the new Fortnite season four. Fortnite season four, yeah. Yep, so... We're just, uh, the whole family's grinding and working. Uh, still see us with Flash Custom Designs. We're making tons of merch. If you need merch made, please hit us up. Um, there's so many new companies that we're working with, so many new people that we're working with, and uh, we're just continuing to grind. Uh, you know, we want that retail store here in Houston, so that's that's our goal. Um, yeah, so let's just go ahead and get into it. I'll get my laptop started up here. Ooh, let's see, see if I got enough room. So yeah, so first thing we can start off with is, uh, <laughs> got my YouTube, wow, 
So I'm looking at my YouTube now. Um, and I took a picture of this and I was at 188 subscribers. Now I'm at 198. I don't even know when the hell I took this picture. So yeah, man, just, just continue to grow. If you want to, just a little quick tip before we get into the box and stuff like that, that's the reason why I changed this from a agree to disagree podcast, strictly boxing podcast to a straight at a content podcast. Because uh, if you have any questions with content, uh, tune into this podcast because you will learn things that you might not have learned in other podcasts. I'm here to teach as well. It's not just a sports podcast and I just talk about stuff that's already been reported on. Um, I'm here to teach. I'm here to anybody who has any questions on investing, on, on, uh, on how to create a successful YouTube channel, on how to go live. Well, man, why can't I go live on my phone, but I can go live on my computer? You know, this podcast will help you with all that. Right now I'm looking, this is the old picture, but it's 188 subscribers and 756 uh, public hours watched. I have to get the 4,000. So, you know, I've got a long way to go. Even if my subscriber list hits 1,000, if I don't have 4,000 hours watched, you know, there's nothing, it, it, I'm not gonna be able to monetize this channel. So that's what I'm gearing for. That's the reason why I make long content like this podcast. Hopefully people start to watch it. Um, and you know, even putting it on other platforms, that's a tip right there. You can have your podcast on Spotify and people can listen to the whole thing, but it doesn't count towards your YouTube. So you can, um, monetize through Spotify. But again, that's, a, that's an, something that I'm not really familiar with yet. Um, I will be, I will be on it, all the platforms and then I will kind of post on how I'm able to monetize there. And then uh, once my goal is to get verified on Instagram and everywhere else um, as we continue to own the brand and everything. So with that being said, yeah, you know, Mike is looking crazy and we can put up Mike verse, you know, I don't even know if I'm allowed to do this, but shout out to Fight Hype. I'm giving Fight Hype all the credit. Looks like Roy's working on his speed. So we don't gotta show too much of that. Looks like Mike's working on his traditional power and speed. That's just what he was born with. He's a naturally bigger man. Um, everybody knows how I feel about, about this fight. It doesn't matter. Everybody thinks that Roy Jones Jr. is taller. He's not. He's maybe a half an inch taller than Mike Tyson. He's not that tall. He's never been a tall guy. He may look tall on camera, but he's really not a tall guy. He's average height, 5'10", you know, maybe with his boxing shoes on, maybe in his prime, he was, you know, 5'11", but he was never over six foot. He's never, he's, he's not hovering over Tyson. So, you know, Tyson is infamous for stopping guys his size, period. Like he's only, when his career, before he, before he had any major losses or anything like that, he went the distance with people who, like Mitch Green, people who were 6'2", 6'3", 6'4". He went the distance with, with those guys. Anybody else that was close to his height, it was over. It wasn't even close. Because their arms are just as short, they're not able to keep him off with, with their jab. You know, that's the reason why he had issues with a Buster Douglas. Buster Douglas like 6'3", 6'4". That's the reason why he had issues with, you know, Lennox Lewis and some other fighters later on. And that's the reason why he didn't knock out Mitch Green. You know, he went the distance. He may have beat him in the street, but he went the distance with him. And everybody says like, you know, Mike knocked out everybody. Yeah, but if you go back and look at his record, anybody that was that tall, anybody that was that tall, about 6'3", six, 6'4", six, he went the distance with. He wasn't knocking out. Let me take this off of here. And please don't be on. Oh, yeah, that's fine. You know what? Let me not put that because I don't want YouTube saying anything. 
I don't want YouTube saying anything. So in fact, we will go to my channel, your channel. We will just post a video. We will post my, this is what we post episode. Here we go. This is episode 14, Golden Boy. I can post this. Okay, perfect. There we go. <laughs> yeah, you know, go check out my other episode. Go check out episode 14. You know, I'm still repping this stuff, still repping the humble lawn service. You know what I mean? Um, this way I don't get into any YouTube trouble because I want to be able to monetize this podcast. So again, all that boxing content that you saw, that was credit to Fight Hype, and I will put that in the description below. Um, but yeah, like we know what Mike is training for, what I see Roy training for. I don't, I, I mean... He's training with all these other guys. I want to see Roy by himself. You know, like, he's training with these other guys, hitting the pet, you know, but to me, that's a distraction. There's not too much training footage of Roy, but from what I know, Roy, in his prime, he was training with his father, and there wasn't too many people around. So I don't know why he's still, like, I don't know how serious he's taking, because you see, Mike is by himself. But there's nobody else in the gym with Mike. Period. And you, and you see Booker T, and I don't blame Booker T. I, Booker T has a podcast, and let me get into my notes here. Yeah, Booker T, you know, he voiced his concern for this fight, and this isn't even a fighter. You know, he's a wrestler, and that is no joke. Let me get my cord. Charge my laptop. You know, he's a wrestler, and he's, he's big. Booker T's like, Six four, six five, maybe even bigger than that. Two fifty, you know, maybe even slimmed down to like two thirties. But he's huge. He's a big man, and even he's scared for Roy, like the rest of us. Like the fans want to see it, but I don't think anybody's understanding. I don't think the the matchmakers are understanding. I don't think anybody's really understanding how bad this can go for Roy Jones Jr. I mean, it's it's, it's a serious fight. And Mike Tyson is training his ass off. And now he's had even more time to train. And so does Roy. And you've seen in the content, you know, in the, in the video, you've seen Roy working on his speed. But none of that, we haven't seen Roy spar. We haven't seen Tyson spar either. But Tyson's fighting a little man. An extremely little man compared to him. Mike Tyson was bigger than Roy Jones when he was 16 years old. When he was fighting, he's never fought, and put it like this, Mike Tyson has never fought in any other weight class. Mike Tyson's technically bigger than Evander Holyfield. He's technically bigger than Evander Holyfield. Because Evander Holyfield started at cruiserweight. So a, a more fair fight would be Evander Holyfield versus Roy Jones Jr. Because at least Roy finished his career at cruiserweight. But he's not a bigger man. And he's known to get knocked out. And as this fight gets closer, I'm, I'm extremely, like, not terrified, but I'm, I'm really worried. Because none of that speed stuff is going to matter. You hitting that bag, you hitting the mitts with the guy. I don't, you guys should be working on conditioning for his neck. That's the biggest thing that they should be working on. His conditioning for his neck and working on Roy Jones Jr. taking blows. That's what they should be working on. And a lot of fighters, a lot of fighters, you know, 
will train like that if they know what type of fight that they're about to be in. If you think that you're going to be able to keep Mike Tyson, this Mike Tyson, off of you with them shots, it's not happening. This is a guy who's only been hit by, you know, 200 plus pound men his entire life. There's nothing that you can do. Like, there's nothing that you can do to keep Mike off of you. If this wasn't a guy who got knocked out, like, if this was like, um, uh, not, a, not an event, well, you know, Evander Holyfield, it is training. Prime example, okay. If this one is an Evander Holyfield, I wouldn't worry. Because Evander Holyfield is not too much bigger than, than, uh, than Mike Tyson. If this was an Evander Holyfield, if this was a Riddick Bow, if this was a James Tony, these guys don't get knocked. If this, nobody wants Lennox Lewis to come back, but I'll get, I'll get into that subject later. But if this was a, any of those guys, Antonio Tarver, perfect, prime example. If this was an Antonio Tarver, right? If this was an Antonio Tarver, he's not known for getting knocked out, period. He's not known for getting put to sleep. And you know what I mean? That's a better fight. I wish Mike had to pick that fight. I really, that, I would have respected that fight. They both got a chance of beating each other in that fight. Like, for real, for real. And Antonio Tarver training really has an opportunity to beat a Mike Tyson these days. It, that's a fact. And boxing, real boxing guys know that. Like, we know when we see Roy, we're like, nah, he gets knocked out too much. But an Antonio Tarver, he don't get knocked out like that. He may get beat. He got beat by Bernard Hopkins. He got smoked. But still, he can still hold his own. He's still a big man. He can still, you know what I mean? He has a great jab and he's southpaw. And I think that he was one of the fighters who was avoided. I think him and I'm pretty sure out of all these fighters, Vitaly and Vladimir Klitschko were called because it's a legends league. So Mike and Roy are starting it off, but I can guarantee you Mike is going to be fighting a lot of the legends. We might see a... Uh, Mike Tyson versus Lennox Lewis too. I hope we do. None of them want Lennox to come back. None, I'm going to say that again. None of them want Lennox Lewis to come back. Now, Holyfield will fight Lennox five days a week, seven days a week, you know, probably not on Sundays because he's a really religious man. But Evander Holyfield will fight Lennox Lewis seven days a week, probably six. Mike Tyson's not fighting him again. And if he does... He may fight him again under these circumstances, but he's not going to fight him that many times. I can guarantee you, Lennox Lewis, if there's a list for Mike Tyson, because Mike Tyson is going to lead all this Legends League. So if there's a list, he's on the end of his list. Him and Vladimir Klitschko are on the end of his list. But the thing with Vladimir is, Vladimir gets knocked out. Vladimir gets dropped, knocked out. He's the youngest of those legends. He's the youngest. He was the, he, I don't even think he's even eligible for the Hall of Fame because he hasn't been retired that long. Or if he is, if he has been retired, it's been like, it's just now coming. So technically he could probably fight in the Legends League because he's been retired for over five years. Um, but that, these are all fights that I want to see. Hopefully we get them. We're getting Roy and Mike. I think Mike is going to destroy Rose, Roy Jones Jr. He might... Like, I don't see Roy ever getting sanctioned for a fight again. I hope he, I hope this fight goes eight rounds and Roy survives the whole eight rounds so Roy can move on to live another day. But you're 50 something years old and you're about to take punishment for eight rounds. These eight rounds can change Roy's life moving forward. Roy is articulate now. 
Roy is not too damaged from any of the damage that he took back in the day. But I give you guys a prime example who's no longer here with us, Roger Mayweather. We saw Roger Mayweather get knocked out a few times in his career. But we saw how fast he was training Floyd. And then all of a sudden, all of the damage that he took in his previous career caught up to him. And I'm telling you, if Roy Jones Jr. doesn't stop, it's going to happen to him. He's going to hit about 57, 58, 59, 60, and then all of a sudden he's going to change. You already see it happening with, with James Tony. Go watch James Tony talk. He's got a bunch of new interviews. Great man, but, and I'm glad that he's teaching a lot of people his next, uh, I mean, you know, teaching a lot of people his moves, but he, you can barely understand him. Shane Mosley. Let's go ahead and speak on Shane Mosley. Shane Mosley coming out and saying, um, you know, and he gave his honest opinion, but he said that Oscar De La Hoya would have been, would have beaten all of those guys. He said Oscar De La Hoya would have beaten Floyd in his prime, in Oscar's prime, in Shane's prime. He said Oscar would have beat Floyd and everything. You, you got to understand this, this, these are the facts. And again, it, uh, you know, who am I to question a legend like Shane Mosley? You know, Shane Mosley could come back, but again, even though he's never been knocked out, he's already starting to have slurred speech. Once you start to hear that, he needs to, please don't come back. Please don't, because you're going to end up like Zab Judah. You know, Zab Judah tried to come back and stay in the thing, and he almost died. So I don't want to see these legends die. You know what I mean? We don't want to see that. So back to Shane Mosley. Shane said that all those guys in a TMZ interview, all those guys in their prime, Oscar would have beat them. But that's not in context. In context is when you fought Oscar De La Hoya at 147, Floyd Mayweather was nowhere near your guy's weight class. Nowhere near your guy's weight class. Out of all of you fighters, Zab Judah, Shane Mosley, Vernon Forrest, Oscar De La Hoya, Fernando Vargas, um, I mean, the list goes on and on. I can continue. Paul Williams, all these guys, like the list goes on and on and on. Out of all those guys from that era, all those guys from that era, F Floyd was at 135, maybe 140. Winky Wright, again, all of these guys, these legends, Floyd was nowhere near that weight class. When you guys were fighting at the welterweight limit, you, Zab, all you guys are fighting at the welterweight limit. No, none of you. None of you guys were around. What's weird, too, is the last undisputed welterweight champion was Zab Judah, who almost had a fight with Shane Mosley post their, you know, post their prime. But they talk about all these fights. None of them fought Shane. I mean, none of them fought Zab Judah. Oscar never fought Zab. Oscar had a Shane Mosley never fought Zab. They were all fighting on 154 when Zab and um, Corey Spinks were ruling the welterweight division. Ricky Hatton was ruling 140 and Zab Judah was ruling the welterweight division. They never, they never fought him. Oscar De La Hoya and I think the reason why Shane Mosley is saying that is because Oscar De La Hoya beat Pernell Whitaker I'm going to say this right now 
may he, you know what? I'm not going to say it because that's a man who can't speak for himself. And that's another fighter. That's another legend. So I'm not even going to get into that fight. I can see why he thinks a prime Oscar De La Hoya beats a prime Floyd Mayweather because of, yeah, Oscar De La Hoya beat Pernell Whitaker, who was like a phenom back then. You know what I mean? So I can see that. I can see his logic in, in seeing that. Like, well, wow, you beat a prime Pernell Whitaker. He could definitely beat a prime Floyd. They're two different fighters. They're extremely two different fighters. And they're two different sizes. These guys, Pernell Whitaker, another one. Chavez, another one. These guys are all bigger than Floyd. Floyd didn't start fighting welterweight till the end of his career. Till the end of his career is when he started fighting uh uh, welterweight, 147 pounds. That was towards the end. His big major peak was the Gotti fight and then came down, then went up, Henry Brucellus. You know what I mean? Like, and then finally with the um, Chop Chop, that was at 140. You know, these guys are already fighting on 154 and 160. These guys are fighting way bigger than him. So when they were, and they're older than he is. So you can't really, you know, there's context to everything. Oh yeah, Oscar, De La, I mean, Shane Moses said that Oscar would have beat them in the pro. Yeah, you know what? He was two weight divisions over him. Yeah. If Floyd had to move up two weight divisions at that time, if I Oscar De La Hoya, which he ended up doing in the future, he ended up only having a couple of fights at 147, Zab Judah and Carlos Baldemir. And then where did he go? 154 to fight Oscar De La Hoya. So it would have been the same thing in the prime. It would have been a lot closer fight because that fight at 154 was a lot closer. But they're not in the same, you can't really compare. You can never really compare those two guys because they were never really in the same. Oscar De La Hoya fought all the way as high and successfully as high as middleweight. I mean, he got stopped by Bernard Hopkins, but Bernard Hopkins was a monster. So you can't compare these guys to these guys, to these fighters that, that were always that far ahead in size. Floyd barely fought at 154 pounds. Two fights, technically three. Oscar, Canelo, McGregor. That's it. That's it. The, and technically the three biggest fights of his career. I mean, three money-making fights of his career. Oscar, the fight that catapulted him into the star that he is today. Canelo, another huge major fight that put Canelo on. And Canelo has never been, Canelo's never lost. And he's not been the same fighter since he lost to Floyd Mayweather. Two, and then Conor McGregor, the biggest, you know, cross fight to this date. All around the 154. Canelo was a catch rate 152. Still. Can't really compare them. These guys, these other guys are fighting, like I said, as high as, as high as middleweight. So, but I respect Shane Mosley's opinion. You know, I, I can see where he's coming from because we saw what Pernell Whitaker did to Roger Mayweather. So I can definitely see that logic. It, it, it makes sense. It's something that I respect. It's an opinion that I respect. A lot of people jump on Shane. And again, I'm not jumping on Shane. I'm just giving the devil's, I'm giving the other perspective, devil's advocate. Like if Shane was in front of me, I would say, Shane, you and I both know that Floyd is smaller than all of you. Like, we all know that. 
<laughs> we all know that you guys are you guys have been so big for so long. You know what I mean? Even Zab, all you guys, all you guys are in the bigger weight class. You guys were all there first. The only person behind Floyd as far as size was Pacquiao. That's it. That's it. Everybody else started, even because Shane started at 135, but he had to quickly move up. Same thing with Oscar. All these guys started light, but they had to quickly move up. They had to get out of those 30. If you had a three in your weight, they had to get out of that. They had to hurry up and get the welterweight in these higher weights because they're they're just naturally bigger men. And, it's, and a prime example is the same thing with Tyson and Jones. They're literally only a half an inch apart, but Tyson is just a naturally bigger man period, his bone structure, his neck structure, everything about him. He's just a naturally bigger man. He could never get down as an adult. Think about it. He turned pro at 18. He was a champion by, tw by 20, the youngest heavyweight champion ever. Mike Tyson could never get down to 175 pounds. And Roy Jones Jr., and we're talking about in their prime. So at 20 years old, Mike Tyson would he would die if he had to get down to 175 pounds. Whereas a 20 year old Roy Jones Jr. could never get to 220, 219, 217 pounds. It wasn't going to happen. Yet these men are only a half an inch apart in a few years in difference. It's just genetics. Genetics plays a major part in boxing. It's why you got some guys who train their ass off and look like Andy Ruiz, and you got some guys who train their ass off and look like a Greek god, like Anthony Joshua. It's just genetics. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just genetics. You got Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder, the same height, around the same age, give or take, and one is lean, super lean. Could, it has to eat tr a tremendous amount of food in order to get to um, Anthony Joshua's weight. Whereas Anthony Joshua, if he doesn't train like he did for Andrew Ruiz tw uh, 2, where he slimmed down, if he doesn't train for that, his body naturally stays around 240, 250, jacked. Jacked, six-pack, everything, still jacked. Just genetics. Genetics plays a huge major role in... Um, in boxing and stuff like that. So moving on to my next, you know, moving out of that, you know, I'm just, I just have a concern, but I want to move into something serious. I want to move into something serious. You know, with all these fights going on, we're still fighting in the streets as a country. I don't really get too much on political things. Um, you know, there's, there's a place for that. But these are right now, I just have to voice my opinion and it really not even my opinion right now. I just have to voice on sports. If you think a certain way, that's fine. If you feel a certain way, that's fine. Where it becomes Hippocratic, that's even the word or where where it sounds hypocritical is where the same athletes that you root for that your favorite team looks like because your favorite team is probably unless you're watching soccer your favorite team looks like a certain you know demographic of people you got their jerseys in your closet you got their their stickers on your truck 
on your pickup truck or on your car, yet if they decide to voice their First Amendment right, you have a problem with it. Doesn't add up. Can't be a hypocrite. You can't say you can't say you support people's opinions and their right to do things and their right to protest. Athletes are human too. If an athlete feels a certain way about something that's going on, that's their American right to protest, period. Especially if they're doing it peacefully. You complain when people are rioting in non-peaceful protest, yet you have anti-protesters who are coming in and trying to police the situation, then you have the police allowing these anti-protesters to come in and police the situation in the, in the event where people actually die over it. But if your favorite athlete, who was your favorite athlete a year ago, uh, your favorite athlete two years ago, you were screaming for them in the bar or in your living room or in your car listening to them on the radio, but the second they decide to band together and support a cause, now all of a sudden they're being babies, they're being un-American. So because they're athletes, so if they quit being athletes, do they now have the right? I mean, I'm just asking, these are just general questions that I have. I have the platform and it's only growing to ask these questions. Because it doesn't make any sense. You got people like Colby Covington, who's a complete idiot and got smashed on. Like you talked all that trash to get your jaw broke. And then now is when you decide to talk. Haven't heard from you at all. Now, all of a sudden, you decide to at LeBron James. Why don't you at Kasim Uma? Hey, Usman, why don't, you, why don't you at him? I'm sure he's listening. Pretty sure he's listening. Pretty sure he's waiting. That'd be a great rematch. I don't think you want it. I mean, we all know you don't want it. That's a fact. We, we know you don't want that. But that's exactly what I'm talking about. You've been voicing your opinion forever since you started of how you feel, which is fine. You have that First Amendment right. But LeBron and the NBA and all these other leagues, they do it. You don't knock anybody, you don't knock anybody else who did it that doesn't look like me or LeBron. No, you don't knock them. You go after LeBron for doing and voicing his opinion of what you did. 
I, I mean, just tell me, just just tell me which 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 works. Like, don't do anything. That's basically what everybody's saying. Don't do anything. Don't 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 protest. Don't do anything. But if you have to wear a mask, then you grab your AR-15 and you go to the Capitol and you protest. Huh. Something's not right. I don't know. You know, who am I? Who am I? You know, leave, leave your comments down below on, you know, what you think is the right way. Yeah, please let us know. We, we would love to know. We honestly would love to know. We would love to know. So if we grab AR-15s and go to the capital of our state or the assembly or any government building, should we do that as well over masks? We should, or, or hold on, or is that violent protesting and that's not peaceful? Like which one is peaceful? Should we go with just signs? I mean, I would just like to know. I, I, I really don't know. Like I, I would really like to know which way is right. Leave a comment down below. But again, I support you, LeBron, all these athletes that are banding together that don't look alike. None of these athletes look alike. Most of these, a lot of these athletes are from different countries, but it seems like that the MLS, the MLB, the NBA, the NHL, all of these different fractions, which have totally entirely different backgrounds and different demographics of people who actually watch their content, they all seem to come together and be like, you know what, something is wrong. And that here at Straight Outta Content, we agree with. That here at Straight Outta Content, we support. We support anybody who's doing that. Anybody who's looking to make a stand with their own opinion, whichever way you believe, but right now you've got to, whether or not you believe a certain way, but you recognize that, you know what, something just isn't right. Something just isn't right. Here we go. Rest, rest in power, George Floyd. I'll play this while I, while I talk on my podcast. So what's, what's right, what's wrong? Yeah, we know that's wrong. We know that's wrong, but that's not everything that's happening. This is what you get when you keep doing the wrong thing to us. At this point, we felt obligated to do something. We grabbed our camera and headed to downtown Houston to capture this history. What you are about to witness are real events filmed at the George Floyd protest a rally, Houston, Texas. That's me. That's me. I'm a private investigator here in the state of Texas. I have my license. I can get anybody's information that I want as long as I'm using it for the right reasons. So I decided to do something. 
I decided to actually go to the streets and see what the hell was going on in my city. I'm not from this city. I'm born and raised in upstate New York, but I live here now. I raise a family here in this city. And that man was from this city. So if another protest comes to this city, I will be out in the streets, but I'm not out in the streets to, to uproar or anything like that. I'm out in the streets to get the truth. I saw what happened to the car, to the police car. But I also saw firsthand how the people of Houston were handling the situation. Go ahead, I'm not gonna play the audio, but go ahead, watch this on my YouTube. Watch this segment on my YouTube. Watch this, watch me out there in the streets using my ability to film the truth of what's really going on. It was peaceful. This city, this city doesn't need anybody. And there's a lot of cities out there like this, they don't need armored trucks coming in and this city had it, trust me, I seen it with my own eyes. Houston had it first, from within. Doesn't need it. A lot of these other cities, they don't need it. They don't need the extra push and edge. It's our responsibility to keep everything moving forward. Because there are injustices that are happening. Whether or not you accept them or not. And I, with Straight Outta Content, will continue to do my part in showing the truth. That's a Marine. I think that's a Marine. I know he's in the service, but he wanted to hide his identity. So we, we accepted that. We only, we cut out the part where we had his face. His face will never be sh uh, shown. But guess what? He was out there for us. Because he fought in this country for us. My grandfather fought in the Korean War. My father was drafted. We don't have the same views on the political views, but what we do understand is what's happening is unjust. That's it. That's all people want is justice. And for certain things to stop happening. You see me there and that I got my badge on. Can't see it because of the laptop. I got my badge on. This. What I wear every day. I wear my I wear my badge every day. It's literally a deterrent. I'm 6'4, 260. I've been I've got in my personal vehicle, got extremely dark tint because if I'm doing if I'm working on a case or if I'm private investigating and I'm somewhere where police feel like I shouldn't be, or if they see just a car with really dark windows. They want to approach me. This right here keeps me safe. I bring this everywhere. My driver's license is in it. All my identifications are in it, are in the back of it, everything. If I didn't have this, who knows what would have happened out there. I feel obligated to wear this obligated to wear this 
wherever I go, especially in Texas, but wherever I go in the United States, I will never be without this. Any other country, when I went to Dubai, safest country I've ever been to next to Canada. No worries at all. I have no fears at all, but I can guarantee you, I've been pulled over on many occasions, especially in other states, but not too much here in Texas because they're able to read my license plate and pull up all my credentials. But if I get pulled over, the second I pull this from under my shirt, second I pull this badge from under my shirt which says private investigator on it, they, they relax. And I've got a weapon in the car. I don't drive anywhere in the state of Texas without my firearm, period. I'm a strong Second Amendment um, believer for the state of Texas. But now it looks like that I need my weapon everywhere. And I didn't have it on me here. Why? Because I didn't want to become a threat to anybody. Because people that don't look like me can come here and anti-protest and be against me with their weapons. But if I go there to peacefully protest with my weapon, then now I'm a suspect. So I wear this everywhere I go. And this is this to me is just a badge and it's a shield. This is what I feel protects me from being shot seven times in the back. This right here protects me and gives just enough gap between me and anybody else who's having a bad day on the other side to be like, oh, it may, whether or not they think I'm one of them, it just makes them question. Because harming me in the state of Texas with this license is just like harming a peace officer. It's the exact same thing. If you harm a peace officer, it's a felony. If you harm a private investigator and a security officer or whatever, un anything under those lines or PPO officer who can, in the state of Texas, if you're a PPO, if you have your PPO license, you can carry your weapon in regular street clothes as long as you're protecting your principal, not principal of a school. As long as you're with your principal, you can be in plain clothes with your firearm and without having an LTC. These are laws that just apply to Texas. But if you harm one, it's just like harming a, a, a peace officer in the state. That's how it's ruled. So that's the, that's the car that got, that got blown up. And I'll just go ahead and pause it. So that's how I feel on these athletes protest and I haven't seen any fighters protest but fighters aren't getting paid every year they only get fight they only get paid unless they fight so that's that's a little different but you're seeing you're seeing Muhammad Ali protest who's probably everybody who's watching this Muhammad Ali's my great my favorite fighter I love Muhammad Ali yeah well guess what when he was protesting when he wasn't fighting and got banned for his religion you guys felt the same way about him as you did LeBron. He got the same heat that all these guys now are getting. Just shut up and box. He wasn't respected until he got Parkinson's. These are just facts. Everything that's happening now has, been, has happened before. History is definitely repeating itself, especially when it comes to athletes like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Jim Brown. All these guys are protesting. The injustices back then in the 60s. 
And everybody, oh my God, that's my favorite fighter. But everybody now was rooting against him. So I want to see who's going to be the first fighter to jump out there. Deontay Wilder is very close. Deontay Wilder is very close to being the first fighter to jump out there and really speak on it. And then speaking about fighting, we'll move on to my next subject. Speaking about fighting, I told everybody about the Charlo brothers. I told everybody about the damn Charlo brothers. I told everybody, don't get in their business. Oh, that's another, what is this, Fight Hub? I told everybody, don't get in their business. Because they made, now this fight, I, I mean, this argument right here, I don't know if it's real or not. Either way, they're both ready. Either way, they're extremely ready. Extremely ready. Like these guys are both ready. And it's good to see them, iron, steel sharpens steel, iron sharpens iron. These guys are pushing each other. I think this right here is because they know that mad people are watching. But if you jumped in, because you see Jamal saying fuck fight hype. So something must have happened. I never seen anything of, of him jumping in. Now he might have posted something that Jamal didn't like, but that's, that's the line that you take when you even think that you're showing or if you are posting things that may come off as if you're picking a side. Like I said before, stay the hell out of it. They're brothers. So you see one who's already like, fuck fight hype. That's a lot of good content that you can miss or a lot of good opportunities that you can miss. Like I said, I've voiced my concerns on Jamel as far as training and how serious he's taking it and stuff like that because this guy that he has is a tough fight. And this video, Jamal says, you know, I got a tougher fight than you. No. They both got an extremely hard, tough fight for the both of them. But it's good to see Jamal challenge his brother. So if Jamal says, Jamal, I got a tougher fight than you. What do you think Jamal's going to do? They're both extremely competitive. They, that's the reason why they're here that, where they're at today, because they're both extremely competitive. So Jamal knows what he's doing when he's telling Jamel, yeah, I got a, I got a harder fight than you. He knows that's going to light. He knows that's going to do something to Jamel. Like he knows what he has to do to trigger his brother. They both do. Don't take every, take everything you see here with a grain of salt, whether or not they're angry at each other or not. When it comes time to perform, they're going to have each other's back. You think that they're going to go into a fight against each other? You must be out your goddamn mind. You must be bat crazy if you think these two are going to go into a fight on the same night on a pay-per-view card against each other. They don't have time for that. They're laser focused. This is downtime to hype the fight. I can promise you that. And they're going to never stop doing this because they're all each other has. Whether or not they switch trainers and go different places and support each other or not. When it comes down to fight night, you're fighting his brother. Whoever goes first. So Jamel will go first. So Jamal is going to be like, yo, that's my brother. Point blank, period. 
so when and it was sad that I heard him talk about fight hype because I like fight hype. I like I like the content that they bring. They brought that Mike Tyson video. You know, I've seen them interview certain people and you know, I enjoyed it. But I also know as somebody who's coming up in this game, somebody who's new, I also know to stay neutral, especially when it comes to family. Stay neutral. There's no reason for any news source out here to voice their opinion on people when it comes to family. If you're going to knock them or whatever, if you're going to criticize whatever, make it be just about their boxing in your opinion on how you think it could go. Outside of that, you don't need to get in there in their business because trust me, they already was cool again. And then they just put out this video again. But technically, they didn't put this out. They are having this conversation together and people are going online, recording it from their phone and then sending it to all of these um, news outlets. So they can't even, and they're aware, they're aware that their fans are going to record it. They're not tripping. But do I think that they turn up a little bit whenever, whenever they know that they're being recorded? Hell yeah. You're promoting a fight in the middle of a pandemic. Do whatever the hell you got to do to promote the damn fight. It's just going to make us want to watch more. The more these two fight, the more we're all going to want to watch. It just makes sense. That's just business. It's extremely smart. The more Jamel and Jamal fight, fight, the more it makes news, the more we're all going to want to watch them fight somebody else. Period. I mean, it's super smart. But don't fall for the okie doke and think like, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to pick Jamel. Or, yeah, I'm going to pick Jamal. No. If you're, report, if you're a fan, do that all you want. But if you're reporting news, ES News reporting, <laughs> shout out to him. Uh, shout out to Ellie. Uh, Ellie, respond back to me on WhatsApp. I sent you those Canelo videos, man. I haven't seen you in a while. Please respond back. We used to talk, um, Ellie and I, before I started my podcast and everything. So I'm trying to get back in touch with him because I want to get sent out to these guys and get some content if I can be a reporter for him and then keep the content for myself and send it in for Ellie uh, while these guys train. So I got to, Ellie, hit me back, man. I'm, I'm going to keep uh, smothering you on all my social media until you respond back. Um, in fact, let me see if he did respond back. Let me see. Go to my WhatsApp because I did have Ellie's number. Yeah, I got his number. Ellie. Let me see. I'm say Ellie. Ellie, I'm filming my podcast, man. Straight out of content. I'm filming right now, all right? Listen, I'm here in Houston, all right? I'm here in Houston. I sent you videos for Canelo. When Canelo was here, I'm, I'm on the phone with Ellie. Well, I'm not on the phone. I'm selling Ellie Secback a video. So I'm filming my podcast, episode 15, for Straight Out of Content. Uh, boxing podcast. We talk about everything. But I sent you a video for Canelo when he was here in Houston, and I filmed the... Uh, when he was fighting Chavez Jr. And I filmed the uh, press conference. So I wanted, these guys are going back and forth and they're both here in Houston. Let me know, man, hit me back so I can go over to the gym and get some, uh, get some good content, get some good videos. With your credentials, I can get you the videos and all the stuff that you need. And then they will probably definitely let me into the camp because they're going to look at me like, who the hell are you? Because I've had so many other issues with blue blood and fight hype and stuff like that. So like I'm saying right now, I'm just trying to be neutral. I just want to get both people's content. That's it. Straight out of content. That's all I want. I'm here in Houston. I just want to get the content, man. All right, man. I hope you see this. All right. I sent that to Ellie. Oh, let me not show his number. 
but I sent that to Ellie. So let's see. Hopefully he gets this. Hopefully he sees this and takes me serious. And you know what I mean? I'm able to go to these guys. Jamel, Jamal, look, I'm right here in Houston, straight out of content. Carl, listen, let me come to your gym. If I, I'm going to just probably just start popping up and I'm going to show you the Ellie shit. Like, yo, look, nah, look, I really... I really do this and, and I'm pushing it. So it's episode 15. So hopefully by episode 16, I got some footage of them. So good luck to them and their fight coming up. I'm about to wind this down. Charlo's brothers. And then my next subject, which I'm going to finish this, is Kell Brook. Oh, yeah, I can pull up that footage. Kell Brook. What you doing? Where you going? Why are you going that way? I'm not trying to get a camera. Go back that way. Because it's easier. You don't have to walk through nothing. Yeah. Oh, you're going to see it? Okay. Um, Kell Brook, Kell Brook. Kell Brook is training. Now, if he fights Terrence Crawford, it's going to be a good fight. But what weight? Because I don't think he's, I think he's too big for 147. He hasn't fought in 147 in a while. He has been having some good wins, though. And his only losses are to two huge men, Errol Spence, and that was his, you know, that was coming off of the Triple G fight. So I think this is a huge step up in competition for Terrence Crawford, but we know why Bob Arum is making Terrence Crawford fight Kell Brook. We know that. We know why. We know why. There's no way that he's going to allow him to fight any, any of the other real champions. Not anytime soon. And I guess it's a stay busy fight. Terrence hasn't fought in forever. So we got Terrence fighting Kell Brook while hopefully that happens this year so it doesn't push off anything. But that's a good fight. I think, I think it'd be smart because if he fights this Kell Brook, who's a big guy, that this will be a great pre-fight for an Errol Spence if Errol Spence can get by Danny Garcia. So I can see it. I think that there's other fighters out there. I don't, I mean, I guess you can't count Sean Porter. So, and Danny Garcia and Wichita fighting each other and you can't count Manny Pacquiao. So we still don't even know who the hell Manny Pacquiao is going to fight. Um, but yeah, I think that this is a, I think that this is a really good matchup. Like a really good, a really good matchup between Terrence Crawford and Kell Brook, because Kell, especially if the fight is here in America, you know, Kell Brook came here and beat Sean Porter in his prime. He beat Sean Porter, who Danny Garcia couldn't even get past. So, you know, and he was winning most of those rounds against Errol Spence in the beginning. But don't forget, this is coming off of getting his orbital bone broke against Triple G a fight he should have never been in. But the fact that he had the balls to go up and fight Triple G is crazy. So this is a fight I really want to see. You got Gary Russell Jr. calling out Terrence Crawford. Stop. Stop. I hope that they make that fight just for, I guess, shits and giggles. I hope that they make that fight because it would definitely stop Gary Russell from ever talking again. If if he if they allow it, he's so many weight classes down. I don't see how they would allow that. But I mean, if they do for a money fight, because Gary Russell said that the money that he offered Kell Brook, he priced himself out because he's scared. I mean, I don't know if that's the case, but 
Who knows? I think that they will come to an agreement for the Kell Brook fight. That's a really, they need big fights right now, especially for Terrence Crawford. Terrence Crawford can't fight a bum going next. He needs a big name like this to keep him in the mix. He can't fight another Postal or Amir Khan. Like, it's just not going to do anything for his career. A, a Kell Brook win on your resume looks really good because then you can say, well, he beat Sean Porter, but I beat him. So that's a really good win. You could get away with the Gary Russell fight because he has a name. If that's a spare fight, like if you can't make the fight with Kell Brook, you can get away with that. Um, but we're going to see. We're going to see. I think that that would be a really good fight at this time. Luckily, everybody else is busy, so you can get away with it. I think hopefully Kell Brook is on the short list. I th- hopefully they get the, get the money together and they're able to make that fight happen. So that's... That's it for episode 15. Straight out of Contact Podcast. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. Again, by the time this comes out, I'll be at 200 subscribers. So if you want any more tips on a podcast, leave a description. I mean, leave a comment down below or contact me straight out of, straight out of content um, on Instagram and DM me and let me know, like, hey, listen, can you talk more about this? Can you talk more about that? Um, this will be the first podcast that I really chop up and put out in segments. And then I'll put out the whole thing. I'm going to start doing that now. Instead of uploading the whole thing and making you guys watch for certain segments, I'm going to. Okay, guys, make sure you follow all my other social media accounts. Follow me on Instagram. Follow Flash Custom Designs on Instagram. Follow Donovan's Domain on YouTube. Follow straight at the content on YouTube and on Instagram. I think I already said that, but uh, oh, Flash Custom Designs on Facebook too. So please follow us and uh, support. Let us know if you need any merch or anything. I'm going to eat some tacos. I'm going to sleep. All right, guys, you know what I do. Peace.